Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome once again to History Dweebs. And my name is Tim, and welcome again to our podcast. Um, today's show is on serial killers Fred and Rose West, um, a married couple who, in the from 1967 to 1987, murdered up um, to 12 young ladies uh, in England. And we're going to get into that. It's pretty, some twi- pretty twisted stuff. But before we do, um, let me introduce the uh, rest of my panel. We have the lovely, talented, and uh, today I think she has brown hair, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? Well, I'm fine, Tim. How are you? I'm Not fine. grumpy, as was previously uh, spread around. How, how is things going with Candy Crush? Good. I'm winning. Oh, that's good. And um, we're also joined... It should be noted that two days ago, the devil demanded chocolate from me. So we know that for three, four days, she's going to be... She's going to be a little grumpy. Out of spirits, yeah. First of all, and... Screw you guys. <laughs> it's her monthly visitor. Screw you guys. It's, it's, it's yeah. not. I'm just saying. When women demand chocolate, there's typically only one reason. So we don't kill people. Mm-hmm. Like Rosemary West, who we'll talk about shortly. Yes. Much like her. Um, but first, let me introduce to, uh, uh, as always, we're joined by the very distinguished, honorable, uh, debonair, and all-around swell guy, <coughs> Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm doing quite well, Timmy. I'm doing quite well. Thank you for asking. Um, just... Uh, Got off the conference call here with one of my, with one of my uh, many charities that you not know work with. Sure, you work with several foundations. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we was talking about the premature ejaculation problem. You, you, you are the face and of premature I, ejaculation. As I get it more, more. As your wife well knows. As I get deeper into this, Timmy. No, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I found out that there are a few different disorders men suffer from. Hmm. Really? Um, yeah, but really? There's not just the premature ejaculation, there's the j- delayed ejaculation. See, it seems men can't time this ejaculation right. It's like either too early, too late. It's kind of like a timing thing then, right? And there's a couple associations out there. There's a couple men, if you got either of these problems. See, a couple things can go wrong with the penis there. Yeah. Okay, now you can get the flagpole up in there, okay? 
But the flag only blows in the wind for just a few minutes and then tatters up or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, Half mast. Yeah. Then you can get the flagpole up and some bitch never go down. Okay. They never go down. I mean, you could drill and drill Consult and drill like an oil well in Tulsa and the thing don't go down. And that's called delayed ejaculation, Timmy. Okay. So there's two different associations I'm working with right now to try to cure this horror problem. Well, um, problems. I'm, I'm working with, uh, and, and really they're under one umbrella. Okay. Um, and it's called the Dead Penis Society. <laughs> the Dead Penis Society. Yes. Um, dead yeah. is the Delayed Ejaculation and Associated Disorders. Okay. Uh, penis, uh, they're doing some research there. Um, that is the premature ejaculation at the National Institute of Science. So, so we got dead and penis, the dead so penis So for tax purposes, they combine and they become the dead penis society. Well, what they found out is uh, men can often they suffer from the penis. same thing. What? <laughs> They're quoting poets and shit all over the place. Yeah. So like you're like the Robin Williams of the Oh, dead. Captain, my captain. Yeah. Oh, Captain, my mighty sword. Oh, my mighty sword. So you're like the Robin Williams of the dead penis. I like to think I'm the I'm the Keats of penises, Timmy. You'd like to. I'm think the so. Joyce of penises. Okay. Well, you're you are you're our number one dick. Um, yes. That was Colonel, a good one out of Timmy. <laughs> Colonel, any shout outs today? Um. I do have a shout-out. Um, I have a shout-out, of course, as always, to the lovely Dottie Scott. Hi, Mom. Um, I'm glad, Dottie, that your son made it home from San Francisco. I hope the tests all come back negative for him. Um, I was I was well-behaved in San Francisco. And, of course, we got a shout-out to Colleen. Um, in Michigan. In Michigan. Just because oh, I love Michigan. Yeah, and she posted some cool stuff. She posted she has a posted picture some, a uh, picture of Boston Corbett on the Yes, she can. has. And she says there's a similarity between him and um, Rasputin. They really do look alike. They look an awful lot alike uh-huh. when I've seen that. And I was some, quite surprised. And, yeah, some similarities. So thank you, Colleen. And who else? And um, the fine lady who asked, uh, who gave us his subject on the show. Yes. Uh, Beverly. Beverly. Beverly from across the pond. Beverly Oxford. Uh, I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm giving. I'm doing the wrong. I, Beverly, I apologize. I introduced oh, you wrong. He's going to do his Cockney accent. Uh, it's no, awful. I did not. It is uh, Doctor and Miss Mrs. Beverly. Beverly apparently is married to a very intelligent man, smart enough to marry. Unlike Beverly. your wife. And has a, he has a Ph.D. I'm not sure what his doctorate is in, um, but she's quite an interesting woman. We actually uh, have exchanged a few messages on Facebook. She has quite quite a uh, quite a quite a great sense of humor. Yeah, um, yes, she very does. good sense of humor. So she's she's very pleasant to talk to and chat with. Yeah, Beverly, thank you for um, this suggestion because it's a it's a good one. And for those of you, I know some of you made some suggestions. We're working hard to get them all in. It's a uh, this month being October, we want to do some creepy topics. So um, we well, will we'll continue to work through our list. We're going to do a bi- being a diva. Let's admit it. Huh? The colonel's pushing everything behind because he's being a diva. Yeah, not showing up for stuff. Hey, not showing up for things. Just 
really yeah, need to Yeah. Look, I got. I'm a busy man. Uh, there's men running around the world with problems with the penises. Okay, I got. I'm. I'm still. Is the face of premature ejaculation. I'm still on the presidential campaign trail. I do not know if they're going to nominate me for the next speaker of the house. Diva. I'm just. I got a lot of things going. Got a lot going on. I'm pretty sure they're not going to nominate you for the next speaker of the house. But you know, that's just. I guess I'm like. You're lucky to be the next speaker in this room. No, that's true. Okay, so let's move on, shall we, and get into today's topic since we're already 15 minutes into the podcast. Today's topic is Fred and Rosemary West, and as I mentioned before, they were a married couple, and they were serial killers and killing, uh, murdering at least 12. Uh, women or young ladies between 1967 and 1987. There's speculation that they killed more than that, but um, 12 that we know of. So um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Fred, um, and then Brandy's going to tell us a little bit about Rose, Rosemary West. Um, And I guess, again, they probably met on SerialKillerMatch.com. They did? Yes. So Frederick... Fred, for sure. I believe they met on ChristianMangle.com. <laughs> Christian Mangle? That might be it. It was ChristianMangle.com. Yeah. Nice. So, Frederick, or Fred West, was born in a small town, and I'm not, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this, like, even if it was, like, the town I'm living in currently, I would butcher it, but uh, Mock Markle? Yeah. I don't Let know. Let me see it, the word, Timmy. It's a, it's a little town and a little village in England, yeah, it's a, it's a, about 600 people, I believe, and some of the West family still live there. Oh, it is a uh, much Michael in here for the shot. What? Thank much you there. in here for the shot. Thank you there. Uh, it's in the Midlands. I know that. It's in the Midlands, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> Anyway, uh, he was from this little town in, in England of about 600 people, and he was the second of six children born to his father, Walter uh, West, and his Walter's wife, Daisy Hannah Heal. Heal. Is that H-I-L-L? Yes, H-I-L-L. Ah. Like, uh, like the lemmy. Okay. Like the blueberry. By Fred's own account, uh, there was a lot of sexual abuse going on in the home, of course. But we always talk about that. Uh, and every story we do, there's sexual abuse going on. I don't I want to find a home where there's no sexual abuse going on. Oh. But there was some sexual abuse, maybe in some of the members of the colonel's um, foundation, there might be no. Uh, there might be a lack of sexual uh, misconduct. I don't believe in the delayed one, no, because they they want to chase a cat around after four hours. Or well, maybe in the uh, other one, but anyway, that went no well. So, by Fred's own account, there was sexual abuse going various kinds going on in the household. He has claimed his father had sexual relations with his uh, own daughters, and that he introduced he introduced Fred to bestiality. Now, see, and we we need to remind our listeners, this happened in England, not in Kentucky, where it's acceptable to have uh, that is relations true. with your own daughters. Oh, I thought you meant bestiality. Well, even a bestiality, you get down to Alabama, Mississippi, it's, you know, they kind of turn the hood But the But if for, if for England, this is something that would not be... Uh, yeah, it's, it's peculiar. Yeah. And English are peculiar people, so they don't even die. No, I know. They got some... They got some Serious psycho killers over there. I got some serious serial killers over there. So we get the. She sent us a lot of good. Uh, well, you know topics. why, Timmy? Why? Because when you meet you, you met English people, right? 
Yeah. They're so stoic. They're just stoic. Stiff upper people. lip. They keep a stiff upper until they snap. Then they kill about 35 people. Oh, okay. Maybe that's maybe Bury that's them why. under the garage. Hmm. Back to our story. Uh, it has been suspected that Fred's mother started uh, to sexually abuse him when he was 12. Though he never admitted to it, and it's never been confirmed. I'm not sure how you confirm that unless there's photos. Um, but apparently it was a pretty sick household. Uh, Fred also claims that he had engaged in incest with his um, sisters, and he is actually the father of one of his sister's children. So I don't know how that works. He's his, his uncle, he's dad, I don't know. I don't know, brother-in-law, well, I don't know. Holy Christ, Caligula would look at these people and say, what the hell you got going on over there? You would have to have, a, you know, yeah. you'd have to have a, some kind of sophisticated software just to be able to figure out relations. But anyway. Yeah, how'd you look? I'd like to do that Ancestry.com. Yeah, I, I would be. It would be, be Ancestry.com. Yes. Um, regardless, uh, Fred and his mother were very close. Um, when he was, uh, he, he would get physically punished in school. I guess this is back in the day when they'd get the ruler out or whatever. Uh, he, uh, when he did poorly in school, he would get punished, and uh, Fred's mother would, uh, they just, <laughs> they describe her as, uh, Fred's mother as being obese and often dressed uh, unattractively. <laughs> Well, I, that's a little judgmental, I think. I think that, well, the obese is objective and the ugly is subjective. Yeah, addressed unattractively. I don't know what that means. But anyway. Well, her, maybe she just put her, her big moo-moo on. And... <laughs> anyway, she would, go to, uh, she would go to the school and, I guess, like, threaten the teachers and stuff who would, uh, who would uh, pick on uh, young Fred. But uh, so Fred leaves school at the age of 15, uh, even though he was uh, mostly illiterate, um, and he got a job as a farmhand. And when he was 16, his looks improved. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> and I've he became seen, more. Couldn't, I, I've seen pictures of him. I'd hate to see what there was like. I before. could not tell which one was the man and which one was the woman. Yeah, they're not an attractive couple. But anyway, this was before he met Rosemary. He became a little bit more attractive when he was 16, and he started uh, um, being, you know, he started to have some girlfriends. At age 17, he was on a motorcycle accident. He was on a motorcycle accident? That sucks. That put him What? Really? That put him in a coma. Oh, for the love of God, could you be more professional? This is why we put can't compete with NPR. How is that funny? That's not funny. That's wrong. No, it's wrong. You put him in a coma for a week. <laughs> I was waiting for the funny part. I know. I can just imagine them not knowing which ass end, ass end is up when mm-hmm. he gets there. I mean, it's like it was a whole you know, week. It was, I don't know. That's like that seemed a, like a long time to me. Anyway, it led to half. <laughs> so Larry Scott in a coma for a year and a half. Freaking hilarious. He had a metal plate put in his head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for those of you out there in a coma or have a metal plate in your head. I really am sorry. <laughs> you have it in a coma, you're probably not listening to this, but if you have a metal they plate, you act like it's the first time you've ever seen this. <laughs> right. Were you not prepared? Why is it so damn funny that somebody got a metal plate in their head? It's the first time I said it out loud. <laughs> and he broke one of his legs. 
it was it was no it was hurt so bad that it was uh, permanently short one was permanently shorter than I one. have that problem <laughs> did they give you one of those big block shoes no but I have I have to wear a lift in my shoe I have it in now you do? I do. I did not know that. Oh, I'm defective. Can, so you got a so you got uneven hooves. Clover, I do. Your cloven hooves ain't my even. Clothes, my cloven hooves are uneven. So anyway, as as you can imagine, um, after this accident, uh, Fred had a bad temper, and he would often go into violent burst of anger. Um, Ooh. Well, you know why. <laughs> Because the plate kept picking up the radio stations he hated. It was, he kept getting the talk show radio stations in his head. I mean, he wouldn't even need like uh, an iPod or anything. No, he was, but, but he had to keep jiggling his ear to get the right station. Did he have to walk around with one of his arms <laughs> up so he could get with, with, with foil, with on, his foil fingers? on his finger? Okay, so the fact that he has this Tim. plate in his head is. Hilarious, but the fact that he's in a coma is not funny at all. I don't get it. I thought the fact that he was in a coma for a week is funny, but yeah, what the hell? <laughs> okay, anyway, two years after two years after this accident, Fred hurt his head again. Uh, Jesus! When, well, what happened? He stuck his hand up a girl's skirt. Oh yeah, <laughs> and she pushed him down. The fire escape. You should really not be the one reading this at all. <laughs> and it left it. <laughs> you know, first of all, you stick your head up somebody's skirt. You don't know what waiting there for you. Well, right. <laughs> well, anyway, she she vagina she, teeth. She she apparently uh, pushed him, and he fell down that fire escape, and he was unconscious for twenty four hours. <laughs> Jesus God, this guy can't stay awake. To save his ass. It's Rip Fred Van Winkle. Jeez. <laughs> All right, now we get some sick stuff. When he was 19, he was convicted of molesting a 13-year-old. And even though he didn't serve any time, uh, he didn't serve any time because his doctor testified that he was <laughs> suffering from epileptic fits. I don't know. Okay. So I don't. I'm not. So Fred, hold I'm on. not judging. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know what one so has me, to do with the other. Let me, let me just get this straight, Timmy. Fred pops a Woody. <laughs> Goes into a seizure, and some poor some bitch standing too close. Yeah, is that what happened? I, was that the defense? I, I, he had a seizure, I and they was just. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, it's. It, I don't know what one has to do with. Most the other, people just you got to worry about them biting their tongue. <laughs> Not this guy. Yeah. Not this guy. Well, at least he was conscious. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway upright. Uh, okay, so, yeah, so he did some sick stuff. And afterwards, he was sent to live with his sister uh, and was practically disowned from his the rest of his family. Right, because th- that's where they draw the line. <laughs> but young Fred would would f- would find love. And As they all do. Yes, As he does. And he, uh, he got a job in construction, but he was fired after a couple sure. weeks for, for stealing from the workplace. Sure, sure. When he was 21, his family uh, he let, his family let him move back in uh, with them, and um, that's he resumed a romantic relationship that he had started with his ex uh, had with his ex girlfriend Catherine Rena Costello. Uh, she would be later be one of our victims that we'll discuss. She'd been at a par um, who had she had been uh, involved in petty theft and um, also on prostitution. So. Um, she was his type of girl. 
yeah. Now, she at the time they started this relationship was pregnant by a Pakistani man. What? What the hell Did is you wrong take with you? Before the show, what you got going on? What there? is wrong with you? Tips on the Percocet again. I'm sorry. She was pregnant. Need help. She was pregnant by a Pakistani man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you. Oh, that right. is okay. Any good. I don't know what you're doing, but that is not Pakistani. Don't so, do it again. They they were engaged when uh, when Fred found this out, but they married and kept a child. <laughs> Does it look just like Fred? They were oh, passing it off to get, to get this. That'd I'm be- sorry to explain that the, why the baby was you know half Pakistani. Fred and Rena had Rena write a letter to. Uh, her parents and his parents to say that the baby that they had had died, and that the child that they were uh, they were adopting, uh, who they named Charmaine Carol, uh, was someone else's child that they were just adopting it. But the one that she had died. But that wasn't true, of course. It was really her child. It wasn't just not Fred's. It was the Pakistani man's child. Do we have a name for the Pakistani man? Uh, no, we don't know his name. So it was an unnamed Pakistani man. It, well, it, she was into really, prostitution, so I mean, it could have been. Yeah, anybody. it could have been anyway. Yeah. And petty crime. Petty yeah, and petty, yeah, petty I crime. think stealing a child is more than petty. So, uh, well, they, well, okay, well, anyway, Fred um, would demand sex from Rena daily, which, which wasn't, uh, and she wasn't really interested in regular sex, but I, I don't know. I don't what, know what that means. I don't know what it Was she interested in irregular sex? <laughs> no, no, maybe she Get was that just at interested in Pakistani man. I don't know. Maybe well, Fred didn't have the right accent. And maybe you don't need to cast stones on that little proclivity. <laughs> I'm, I'm not casting. I'm not saying a word. The couple had a child of their own in July of 1964, which means that the child would be three years younger than me. Uh, and that daughter was Anne Marie. So we got Charmaine, who's like the Pakistani guy's She's daughter, right. but they're raising. Right. And then there's Anne Marie. Right. Now, during they had kind of a rocky marriage. Fred worked as an ice cream truck driver. Of course he did. That job that gave him plenty of access to available young women. And remember this Anne Marie, she's going to play an important role in this story later on. Yeah, uh, they, they were living in Scotland at this time. Uh, and when, uh, as he was working as an ice cream driver, he actually, Fred accidentally ran over a four year old boy with his truck. <laughs> this guy had a hell of a life. <laughs> so that sucks. He's accident prone, don't you think? He might as well pack it up. He needs to wear a bubble suit. The accident actually wasn't Fred's fault. Um, Are we but, blaming the four-year-old? But, well, I don't know. Maybe he looks... Is this another blame the victim thing? It, it sounds like it. But anyway, Fred moved with his family um, uh, along with a, a, a woman named Issa McNeil. Um, she was like a caretaker. She's helping uh, Rena take care of the kids. And they moved uh, to Gloucester. Gloucester? Gloucester. Whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, where he got a job at a slaughterhouse. Perfect. Uh, when her marriage finally collapsed, Rena went back to Scotland alone. But uh, she came back in July of 1966 because she missed her daughter, uh, Charmaine and Anne-Marie, I guess. Only to discover that Fred was in a relationship with this Issa McFall, 
So yeah, it's like a Jerry Springer episode. They they have this woman staying in their home to help with the kids, and he's banging her, I guess. So she already knows, and she says, "You know what?" She says to herself, "You know what? I need a big old piece of that accident-prone piece of shit." <laughs> <laughs> this is the man for me. So anyway, in 1967, McFall becomes pregnant uh, with Fred, Fred's child, and he she tries to get him to divorce uh, Rena. And in response, he kills and dismembers and buries her. So he See, could, couldn't just say no. He had to, um, you know, he had to really reject her. Bitches, he, bitches be testifying. Bitches be testifying, exactly. Now, Fred is suspected to have killed again in January of 1968. That occurred in 1967 when a 15-year-old girl named Mary uh, Baslom disappeared from a bus stop. After the death of uh, his mother in February, Fred started to commit a lot of petty thefts, and he changed jobs quite frequently. You know, I don't like the petty theft. You know what makes me think when petty theft? Mm -hmm. That you're just lazy. Yeah. Now, somebody somebody committed larceny. It's just little theft. Yeah, I want to, if I ever get convicted, I want it to be larceny, grand theft. I want it to be something If you stole uh, Richard Petty's car, that would be petty Petty theft. Petty theft. It would. Nice. It was uh, during a stint as a bakery truck driver. Why is this guy? He's got to quit driving. (laughs) He really does. They don't do checks on these people? (laughs) That he met his future wife and accomplice, so they really didn't meet on Christian Mangle. Mangle. Uh, It's while he was driving this truck for the bakery that he met young Rosemary Letts. And you want to stay away from a woman that chases your donut truck down every day. Or ice cream truck. Or ice cream truck, yeah. She lucky he didn't run him over, run her over. For real. So Rosemary was born in Devon, England in 1953. Her household, much like her future betrothed. I like to know how you get the a town called Devon and I get something called Mock Muckler or something. You know what? You'd have jacked up Devon at that point. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Um, her household was troubled and abusive. Her father, Bill Letts, was a schizophrenic and uh, was constantly disciplining her, her siblings, and her mother, Daisy. While Daisy had been pregnant with Rosemary, she had received, ah, electroconvulsive therapy as Mm. treatment for her severe depression. Uh, Sometimes that works. It does work sometimes. It's effective. Mm -hmm. Have fun. (laughs) You never know who you're going to be when you come out of there. Your short-term memory all gone, it's fun. Uh, growing up, of course, Rosemary was sexually... Sometimes it gives you a woody. <laughs> wow. And <laughs> I'm going to get through this. But you, if you don't have a seizure, <laughs> if you have a seizure, you're liable to end up in court. Yeah. yeah growing up, Rosemary was sexually abused by her father. Go figure. She wasn't very bright. <laughs> Aw. She was a stupid fat girl. I often got teased. <laughs> and she... She often did, I wrote the script. I know I didn't put stupid fat girl in there. <laughs> That's basically what it is. She was often teased and responded by attacking her bullies very aggressively. <laughs> well, that's how you handle bullies. That's what you do when you're a dumb fat girl. When she was a teenager, she became more sexually active. Wow. Because everybody you know wants a piece of that. <laughs> blind squirrel. Even a blind squirrel can find a nut every once in a while. It was destined for these two to meet. Oh, my God. Uh, She was even caught getting into bed with one of her younger brothers and sexually fondling him. 
because her figure and her father's rules prevented her from dating boys her own age, she pursued relationships with older men where she lived. Well, that's odd that she would she would uh, get in bed with her younger brother yet date older men. Well, she had to date older men. Yeah. Uh, one of the well, it looks like a father. It's her father would disapprove. She's of her. got serious serious daddy issues. Well, um, it looks like he would disapprove of fondling her younger sibling. You know, well, I don't know why he would care. Everybody's fondling everybody in that house. It's Fondle City. It's a fondle fondue. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We are we're opposed to this type of behavior. Yeah, it's gross. Um, one of the older men took advantage of her and raped her. I don't. I am staunchly against rape. However, you said you can't rape a stupid fat. <laughs> no, you can rape a stupid fat girl. Right. Don't get me wrong. But you think she's? I think she. I think she. Up and, yeah, yeah, she's just a little loose in the caboose. Anyway, uh, when Rosemary was fifteen, her mother finally had enough of her husband's abuse and took Rosemary and moved in with with one of her adult daughters and her husband. Uh, Rosemary started spending more and more time with male companions. Later that same year, Rosemary, surprisingly, she moved back in with her father. And not long after that, she met Fred West, who was 12 years older than she was. Yeah, see, that's strange that she would li- she would choose to live with her father after he'd been... Stockholm Syndrome. Maybe. But maybe, you, she, maybe she was horny. Yeah, that could be, too. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty accessible shit right there. Uh, in spite of the way he treated her, Rosemary's father strongly objected to her seeing Fred. He's not. He doesn't like to share. Yeah, yeah, he's cock blocking him. Yeah, he is. Who wants sloppy seconds on that? No. So, <laughs> you people are wrong. Uh, Rosemary's father. He strongly objected to her seeing Fred, and even went to the trailer park where he lived with her with his two daughters and threatened him. Oh, well, maybe yeah. that was that he was being outlined. It's never a good well, idea made, to go to. I mean, he went all the way to the trailer park. It's never a good idea to go to a trailer park and threaten somebody. No, that's never a great it's plan never, because it, they have nothing to lose. Nothing, yeah, <laughs> exactly. nothing works nothing out there for anybody, especially with Fred because he'll run your ass over with a trailer because he probably had <laughs> all an he has RV. to do is just knock the block <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, uh, well, well I, but you know, Fred's is subject to go to a coma. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know. Any minute had, he could have tripped and fallen. You never know. Are they in Scotland? Because I didn't even know they had trailer parts in Scotland. I don't know. No, I guess they, they do. do. Um, let's see. Uh, while Fred did several stints in jail for theft and also failure to pay his fines for previous offenses, Rosemary became pregnant with his child. Oh, I love child. A girl named Heather. Maybe he just fell into her. Oh, I'm sure she's a lovely lady. Had the seizure. Uh, yeah. A girl named Heather, and she took care of, of... Rosemary took care of all Fred's kids all by herself. Uh, now, see, that was a little bit too much to expect for her. Well, it was. And she had... Stupid fact. And she had... <laughs> well, not only was... <laughs> not only was she the dumb fact I can't fat believe girl. you called her that. That's, that's disgusting. Really? Because she wasn't very bright and a bit overweight. What does that mean? She's a dumb fat girl. That's no. your interpretation. Okay. And and she was a dumb sure fat she, she was a dumb fat girl with temper problems. I yeah, she know. did have a temper. She was like Rose she was like a rhino. Excuse so, excuse listeners, excuse the indelicacy of some of our participants in this conversation. Uh, oh yeah, you're the voice of reason. Look, yeah. You can be dumb or you can be fat. You can't be but I mean people are, but you shouldn't be both. 
I... You can't be old and fat. I'm a smart fat girl. No, you're dead by then. Yes. I'm a smart fat girl. If I was stupid, then I'd need to be really skinny. But you evil. That counts for something. Well, see, but it, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're very beautiful, but you're uh, very mean. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Uh, let's see. She resented caring for children that weren't hers. And she often treated her uh, Fred's children badly. Uh, well, that's a shame. She was being like a bad stepmother. She was being an evil stepmother. In the summer of seven, 1971, like Rosemary, Rosemary snapped. <laughs> she was on that show. Rosemary snapped. <laughs> it's really hard to believe. I, she I know. Well, she may have fell. But she snapped and she killed Charmaine. Oh, uh, little girl. Yeah. The Pakistani Yes, the Pakistani. Pakistani half. Uh, yeah, the mud. Yeah. What? Yeah, she yeah. was the uh, the child that uh, Rena. Rena. Rena's child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the. Uh, after severing her, her the body's fingers and toes, Aww. Fred decided he needed in on that action and buried her under the kitchen floor. So Fred's a, an accomplice to the. She oh, killed, absolutely. She, she killed him, but Fred helped bury the kid. Yeah. And Fred chopped off the fingers. That was his trick. Well, they think so. Yeah, he he did that uh, with some of the others. Um, In August of 71, Fred's ex-wife, Rena, uh, disappeared when she came looking for Charmaine. So she comes looking for the daughter, being a helicopter mom that she was. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The tiger mom. Mm. And then then she disappears. So looking for her. Yeah. So we got two of Fred's ex-wives uh-huh. just disappeared. Uh-huh. I didn't know it was that easy. It's a way to do it. Uh, because her body was have, was found to have had its fingers and toes cut off when it was discovered, Fred is suspected to have been the killer. My question, is that like a fetish when you cut off the fingers and the toes? No, so you can't get the fingerprints yeah, off fingerprints of it. Are there toe prints? Yeah. Of course there are. Okay. So there are toe prints, but I don't think they keep toe prints on file. Well, unless you're like have that kind of fetish, and that little girl wouldn't have the little girl wouldn't have fingerprints on file. And you have to remember, not to I don't think Fred was the brightest ball. No, no, no. (laughs) And we already know she's a dumb fat girl. (laughs) Look again, you can't be both. Again, I apologize, listeners. Okay, so they married. Fred and Rose married. Well, they married on January 29th, 1972. But Fred, being the giver that he was, encouraged uh, Rosemary to have sex with other men, both for money and for fun. Oh, for fun and profit. And often watched her engage in these acts through a peephole in the wall. Why can't he just pull up a chair? Well, Fred, you know what? Because not everybody's into that. It's his wife. Oh, uh, maybe. Because you probably have to Because the guys get to perform the, inside and anxiety. The guy, well, and the guy's paying, too. So you yeah. probably have to Yeah, like, we give want him it to be his time. Yeah. Uh, he, also took, he also took erotic photos of her and posted them in swinger magazines as ads for prostitution. I hope uh, those never show up on the internet. I'm so glad they didn't show up when we was doing research on this. Because she's not a pretty woman. Well, in June, not very smart woman. Yeah. In June of '72, they had another daughter named Mae West. Come up and see me, big time. There you go. Sometime. I don't. Do you think that? I think that was by design. I think they did I think that. I think they really named her Mae West after the actress. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm sure order, she's a lovely person. Uh, let's see. And she, yes, I'm sure, you know, probably. I don't know if her parents didn't jack her up. Uh, in order, or kill her, in order to make room for their expanding family and Rosemary's business. <laughs> Her, her thriving entrepreneurial see, spirit. Now, see, you say you call her stupid all this time. She an entrepreneur. She's an entrepreneur. She's That's not, my fault. She's, she's a not driving an ice cream yeah. truck. No, she's not. Um, so they moved to 25, 25 Cromwell Street, where they carried out their rapes and murders. Rosemary continued to work as a prostitute from their home in what a room that? that was fitted with peepholes. For Fred to use at a red light outside that would be lit to tell the children not to enter. Oh, thoughtful. They're good parents. They are better than hanging a sock on a doorknob. They are good parents. Is that what you do? Hang a sock on a doorknob? (laughs) Tell your kids not to come in. I always put up a sign stay out, we're fucking. Now that, you That's just me. You'll get more and more crude, Timmy. Now your mother listens. Daddy, I apologize for that. I know. You. Uh, in, in the following years, she gave birth to seven more children. God bless her. Three Hold were on. fathered by Fred. Hold on. In the following what? Years. <laughs> oh, years. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said in you. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Uh, this is like a rich What the hell, she's some kind of rabbit or something? No, in the following years, she gave birth to seven more children. Three were fathered by Fred. Another may have been conceived by Rosemary and her own father, who kept engaging in incest with her even after she gave birth to her fourth child. Now, did he have to pay... I don't know. And did Fred peep on that? That's sick. Well, I could tolerate a lot. (laughs) Well, I I mean, Fred was banging animals, so. (laughs) Well. (laughs) I wonder if Rosemary had a peephole for him and the goat. Gross. Uh, She had, and then the three other children she had were of mixed race, and they were all fathered by her clients. John's. Yeah, her John's. A Pakistani John's. So you're looking into people and you're seeing you're seeing Rosemary doing a guy and a, and you know there's like several people looking in there watching her and, it, and one of the guys says, "Man, this is really hot." The other guy said, "You should have been here last week. Fred was there with a goat." <laughs> you think this is it. such a joy to come to work every day and Well, you know what happens in this situation, though, now Rosemary at this what time. What does happen in this situation? She got more kids than she got more kids in an orphanage. Yeah, she's like a Brady Bunch. Yeah. yeah. So they decide they need a nanny. They need somebody to help them out around the house. Yeah. 
a nanny for the children. So they get this Didn't young woman. Did we learn our lesson already about nannies? Carolyn Owens, they ask her. And uh, strangely, now, now this surprises me. They start making sexual advances on the girl. You get out of here. They do. No they, they No sense of decency. <laughs> no sense of decorum. She, she declined. She declined. Bob. Then one night in December. As she should. Fred, dis- but after both of them, one particular night, after both tried to seduce her, she tried to leave early, but Fred held her captive overnight. So wait a minute. So Rosemary, she, she Rosemary has... Rosemary was just flat out free. <laughs> She just freaked. She just she, she might have been a freak. Nanny. Yep. So she trying to she trying to bang the nanny. Fred trying to bang the nanny. Oh, God's children trying to bang the nanny. Yeah. And so she said, "Hell with this. You know, the four shillings you're giving me a week ain't worth all this." Yeah. I can't imagine they'd be paying a lot. Four shillings. If they got a well, I mean, if they got a feed. Well, they might have been on the welfare. They got good welfare over in there in Scotland and England. So they, do they? I don't know. They were on the dole. Say, I don't know. They what were you on know. the dole. So, we don't know that. She was making some money on her business. She was. She was an entrepreneur. Well, yeah. so Fred, she says, hell with this. I'm getting out of here. Fred says, look here, girl. You ain't going nowhere. You're staying here tonight. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to do what I tell you to do. Or I'm going to bring my friends over. Let them have their way with you. Then I'm going to kill you. Not knowing he probably doesn't have any friends. Well, she did not know that. She was a young girl. And she, but he might bring his father-in-law over. He can't, stay, con- he can't stay conscious yeah. enough to make friends. She somehow, she became very compliant after that. And, uh, this is off. So, so she did. So she uh, she uh, gave in? That's, yes, that's actually what I just said. Yeah, okay. she became compliant. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just... Uh, you're just confirming. making noise is what you're doing. But go ahead. Um... So the next day, anyway, so now Fred bangs the girl. Okay, here's where we're at. Okay, the, the nanny. The nanny. I'm shocked by that um, turn of events. Yeah, I, he he brought the goat in as a fluffer. and <laughs> <laughs> There was no goat. Okay, there was no goat. Um, but anyway, now Fred, for some reason, released the girl the next day. And this could have been one of those situations where her parents or somebody was in town. So you can't just bury her under the house and act like nothing right. happened. Right, so you have to send her on her way. Send her on her way, but then... Did he pay her for her two days of severance? Or he did not. He did not. And next day, she went straight to the constable and pressed some charges against well, Fred. I don't blame her. But Fred convinced the court that the acts she was forced into had been consensual. So he and Rosemary, instead of facing rape charges... Now... now Here's the contradiction. This don't make any sense to me at all. He convinced them that the acts were consensual, but he got a 50-pound fine for indecent assault. Hmm. So were they consensual? Or they well, were maybe they, maybe they lower the charges or something. Or maybe he, maybe he had an epileptic fit. <laughs> you don't know. Well, so the next six years are pretty busy for these people. They, they kill about eight women, and they still... They, keep bringing these, they can't keep nannies. It's no, they can't get keep a nanny. It's it's, um, they needed Fran Drescher. She, yeah. she could have fixed yeah. things up for them. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a... Can you and, do that and again? I, <laughs> I don't think I can. I don't know if that was Fran or the goat that Fred was banging there. <laughs> I don't think I can do it again, ever. <laughs> so, now, uh, this is what I don't get either. 
England is not that small. Scotland, not that small. All these places. All these houses, they live at 25 Cromwell. Right. Which is like two blocks away from 10 Downing Street, I think. I don't think that's true, but go ahead. Well, like our president, they live in 1600 Pennsylvania. There's four digits in there. Okay, okay. 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 What uh, you're saying is stupid, so just... No, all these English else. houses, they always have just two numbers on them. 25, 30. Uh, Why do they do that? That'd be a town crier. Do they still have town criers over there? We have town um, criers. Here. Yeah, the nannies that these people are. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the next person... the So they decide they're going to uh, bring in some lodges or employers or both. Uh, the next one they get is Linda Guff. She was a seamstress that the West knew personally. Um, she and was she, she knew him personally, and then she went to work for him? Yeah, well, she didn't know him that well. Um, she got dispatched. Then they brought in Carol Ann Cooper. When you she, say she got dispatched, you mean they killed her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a professional term I, I use. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She was neutralized. She was dispatched, um, not got dispatched. Okay. So the next was Carol Ann Cooper. She was walking home from a movie theater. Um, I don't know what she saw. Well, they just picked her up. Yep. So and, they're changing their M.O. And then there's another one that's coming home from the bus. Lucy Catherine Partington. She's coming home from a bus stop on her way home after Christmas. Well, I remember that was, he had, there was a little uh, girl, 15-year-old, early on in his, mm-hmm. yeah. murder, his career. He was at a bus stop that he killed they held her captive for over a week. They raped and tortured and killed her. Yeah. And But you know what? There's some little tiny shred of karma because Fred, you know. Now, Fred, we already know, is not the handiest guy in the world. And he's not a guy you really want to have a handle in sharp instruments. Or, so he suffered or, a pretty uh, severe uh, laceration while cutting her up. Um, so he killed, it, he killed her and then he was... Chopping her up. Yeah, and then he damn near cut his hand off with a... With a... Ow! Rose, come here, come here, look, I'm bleeding. So anyway, um, now... Yeah, that is karma. So from 79 to... Or 74 to 79, they got five more women. There was uh, Therese Segenthaler, Shirley Hubbard, Juanita Marion Mott. Shirley Ann Robinson, Alice Chambers, all met the same fate. Same and they place. were all the same deal where they were hired as nannies? Hired as nannies or lodgers. Sometimes they'd, they'd let girls move in, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Um, it's and, and that's all that they know of. I'm sure they probably killed some more because you never know how many people... Um, yeah, they killed. actually killed. I think he admitted to some... <clears throat> and uh, some of them, strangely, yeah, some of them, strangely, they not any of these... Um, they don't name these girls, but some of them were abducted, kept there, raped, and then released. But yeah. they didn't go to the police till afterwards. Um, you know, that's I, I, I think that's uh, not that uncommon. I was uh, I was reading something where um, the I think it was the Night Stalker. One of his victims was got away. Mm-hmm. And, and and it might be a different serial killer, I can't remember, but she had been abducted. She had been taken prisoner for, you know, a few days and raped and tortured and called the police, and they just simply didn't believe her. Yeah. You know, they just oh, yeah. they just ignored it. They thought she was just making it, making shit up. So while Fred was committing all these murders, he's uh, sexually abusing Anna Marie when I said uh, Anna Marie. His daughter. His daughter from his relationship with Rena. Now... 
Anna Marie eventually becomes pregnant, but the pregnant had to be terminated because it was a fallopian pregnancy. So he impregnated his own daughter. Yeah. Ugh. So she leaves home um, to get the hell out of there, so he starts in on Heather, the younger one. He starts abusing her, who was conceived by Rosemary and possibly Rosemary's father. And so, and he's abusing little May West, too. Ugh. Now, what Fred would typically do to these victims after he, not the girls, but um, the ones he was killing, um, he these was... Might be, these, this might be the worst one we've done so far. Oh, They're this is absolutely gross. probably the worst. It, what, he would bury him under the garage at a house or in the garden. Now, to, to make it look like... Did, these people thought Fred was a handiest son bitch around because he was, was always, always working, working on in the his house. Yard. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> but the dumb bastard didn't have enough money to get the supplies he needed, so he was always stealing stuff and fencing it to get the money. So, And even though these people were always on the police's radar, they never got connected to any of these killings. And they, they came pretty close in 1986 when Heather told her friends about the abuse she suffered. And in June of that year... Um, I mean, this went on for 20 years, right? I mean, yeah. So so Heather's got to be, what, about 22 years old mm-hmm. by this time? She should know better. Well, she should have known better, and Fred and Rosemary strangled her to death. Um, they dismembered her, put her in a garden. But you know, when you grow up in such a dysfunctional environment, you oh, probably man. don't know, right? You, know, you probably don't know what you're Well, I think, well, yeah, probably this girl's getting a little bit older, and mm-hmm. she starts to see that Oh wow! I'm going over to my friend. Everyone doesn't Susie's have people. Yeah, everyone doesn't yeah. have a red light on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Oh, what do you mean? You can stay out late. Your, your dad ain't gonna be raping you tonight. Well, yeah. You don't do that here. That's strange. But no anyway. goats. Yeah. No so. goats. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got no livestock in the yard. What's your dad do for fun? So, but anyway, um, Fred. He's getting bolder and crazier, and he videotapes himself raping one of the daughters. Ugh. Now she tells her friends and uh, tells her friends about this, and then one of the friends reports the West to the police. See, never videotape your crime. I don't care Proof, what I say. That's generally a good yeah. idea if you're a criminal, um, and don't bury them under your kitchen floor or your, you know. Yeah, but actually. Where the rule of thumb is if you have to hide a body. A, yeah. Is it, there a rule of thumb? There's a good rule of thumb. Of you make, if you have to hide a body, you're probably not doing the right thing anyway. But now sometimes you got to hide a body because people got to come. I mean, but none of these poor girls yeah, had it coming. These, these poor there's plenty girls. of times that people. A good ass beating promotes personal growth. It does promote personal yeah, but growth. But these young ladies were innocent victims. They were. They were. But here's where Fred gets it. Now, here's where Fred gets it. Now, I want you to listen to me here, listeners. The police come out because they make this videotape. The friends tell them about it. It gets reported to the police, and they turn it over, and I don't even, the name scares me, an investigating officer named Hazel Savage. Uh, Oh, she's going to be a ball buster. Dogged. Oh, now, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. She's like CSI. CSI Devon. 
the colonel been through this firsthand. Now, the colonel not had mm-hmm. any kind of sexual deviancy issues, but I had a couple. We're not going to believe that. I had a couple run-ins with the law, believe it or not. Misunderstandings. I like that. You know, I find it interesting that all of us here in this room, except me, have had run-ins with the law. Well, you've been. Why are you putting my business out? <laughs> so I'm just saying. And in my part, I find it in interesting. My, in my case, um, let me tell you what happens when you get a female detective. Why don't we okay? not? Let's just tell tell me what they happened to that old boy here. They ain't gonna let go. They grab onto your. They balls. like a little chihuahua. They just bark, 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 bark like there's somebody. Well, you know, she's that's a good thing in this case. Well, yes and no. But you ain't gonna be. You ain't gonna get by unscathed. So anyway, she hears about all this, so she comes forward to get a search warrant. Now they search the house for evidence of child abuse, and Fred gets arrested for rape and sodomy of a minor, and Rose gets arrested as an accomplice. Now while they're being processed, of course, you know the government takes care of the children; they take them away. Now Fred's in custody. Rosemary becomes very depressed and tries to kill herself, but she was saved by one of her sons, and she was not in custody. Um, and one of the older boys that was did not get taken away by the government saved mm-hmm. her. Um, now, unfortunately, now this is this happens quite often too. The rape case just came apart because the victims backed out. They don't want any part of it. Now I don't know why you needed victims to back, or maybe they didn't find the tape and a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I remember we had the the uh, dating game or yeah. dating game killer, mm-hmm. and he, he had that victim that didn't want to testify, and later yeah would have saved. But this one they had a tape of, mm-hmm. and a goat. I can't imagine they didn't have a goat that was willing to testify. <laughs> so anyway, I guess maybe they, they couldn't find a translator. Yeah, <laughs> put 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 one hoof on the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't find a translator. Meh. <laughs> so anyway. Um, now, see, now, Savage, she knows what's going on. She knows something unseemly yeah. going on. Right. She ain't going to let it go. She's but, I mean, how could you imagine how deep it goes? You know what I mean? Well, she's really worried, wondering about the disappearance of Heather. And the results, she's interviewed all the West children, so she knows that um, this ain't right here, especially unseemly things after finding happening. out they've been threatened by Fred that they'd be buried under the patio like Heather was. So she goes to get it after Fred the kids tore that. She goes to get another <laughs> search warrant to get the property dug up. Mm-hmm. You know, which of course you would. Well, once she does that, Fred confesses to Heather's murder while he's in custody because he knows that the gig is up. Well, he knows once they start breaking up patio, Jig breaking up, up dirt Jig. and digging Jig. shit. Yeah, it's worse than just Heather. Right. So, but. Hazel, Miss Detective Investigator Savage, she ain't gonna go for that. She starts digging up that place, and it's a, just a whole damn boneyard, you know. So now, what Fred does? They're finding bones everywhere. I mean, they're finding bones everywhere. So what Fred does? He confesses to having committed all the murders alone in order to protect Rosemary. Aww. It was a, he, he confessed out love. Mm. Well, apparently they there is honor among deviant serial sexual killer thieves. I guess I don't know. Yeah. And here is the strange thing about Fred. Here's another peculiar. Well, who's thing. Who's going to buy his cigarettes? 
Huh? Who was going to buy him bringing Who cigarettes? Who would put exactly. money in his commissary? Yeah, yeah make him, yeah, put, put. She's the one with the business. <laughs> well, yeah, she was, the, she was bringing home the bacon. Bitches be testifying. She was bringing bitches home the bacon. Bitches be yes, she was. She was bringing home the bacon. And, uh, and Fred was jealous because he wanted to hump it. <laughs> <laughs> but Fred, while he would willingly admit to murdering all these people, mm-hmm. he was adamant that he did not rape any of them. Oh. He he had his standards. Show sure. it that way. Yeah, he and it was know. all it was all consensual. Yeah, it was all consensual, and uh, because he's hot. Now, soon enough, the bodies of Anne McFall and Charmaine West, you know, the little kids, they turn up as well. So, seeking to protect herself, Rose. Now, and this is how women is. Now, Fred trying to protect her, right? Mm-hmm. She toss him under the bus. She throw him right under the ice cream truck. So this wasn't no <laughs> so, gift of magi thing going on here. No, so Rose cuts off all contact with her husband. and uh, No cigarettes. No cigarettes at all. And he was charged with a total of 12 murders. So he's wondering what the hell he's going to do. And he looks up at the, uh, at the light post up in his cell. And he gets himself a bed sheet and ties it up into a knot. And Fred hang himself. Did he succeed? Oh, he succeeded. Fred was good at killing shit. And uh, now Rose... Did he pass out? He passed out, passed away, and he probably... He, he emptied his bowels on himself. Now, here's where Rose gets in the conundrum, because Fred has been protecting her and confessing to everything, but now yeah. Fred dead and gone. Right. So they decide, you know what, Rose? Somebody's going to answer for this. So they charge her first for rape and for the murder. So she never confesses, um, and the evidence against her was pretty much circumstantial, circumcised. But how? So they uh, lived together for 20 years, and all these people are dead under her her, her lawn. Watchful, her watchful eye. Yeah. And now Fred, Janet Leash was a, a Fred, and this is a term they keep using. I, I should have looked it up. Appropriate adult. It's like a parole officer. Parole officer, yeah. And they, Fred, I guess, had told her that Rose had been involved in the murders and even killed Charmaine and Shirley Robinson on her own. Yeah, she did some of her, her own killing. So on November well, we 22nd... we know she killed shrinking flower. <laughs> now, this is going back... Well, 1972, I guess, some of this started when I started talking about him. It feels like it. Yeah, he, he, had killed two, he had killed two people. <laughs> Remember, he had killed two people before he met, <laughs> before yeah. he met uh, even met Rose. But then she, up and on her own, killed Charmaine. The, the yeah. Little, now, she Charmaine. was... She was... Uh, uh, Rena. But it's 1995 when she's found guilty of 10 murders, sentenced to life in prison. She'll never be released. Um, they don't they don't have the death penalty over there, so she will get she got life without parole. Um, she maintains her innocent, um, but she said in 2001 she's not even going to appeal her conviction. Um, 1996, right after that, the house at 25 Cromwell was completely demolished and it was turned into a pathway. Now you gotta watch when you're walking through there because you're liable to stone. You're liable to strip and fall. No, that's yeah, you you yeah. And they had a they had a pretty much pretty clear pattern. They liked young Caucasian females in the mid teens to early twenties. Um and they sometimes liked them related to them. Now the ones who usually they were usually lured to the house under the premise that they'd be hired as nannies um, or some other job, and the ones who weren't, 
um, they were just abducted off the so, street. Bus and, stop and here's the here's the rough part. They did not. This was not a quick. If if Fred and Rose got a hold of you, this was not a quick thing. No, I mean, they were they, they were raping and torturing them. And typically, they keep you around for about a week, um, week or so, and then they and it was all kinds of elaborate and sadistic bondage acts and rape and torture, and then they'd strangle them. Then they'd cut off the fingers and cut off the toes, yeah, and sometimes the kneecaps, and I'm not really sure cut about that. Cut off their that. kneecaps? And the, and the victims here, I mean, some some just... You got Charmaine West. Um, she was only eight years old when she was killed. That was, uh, that was Rena's little girl, right? Yeah. Um, the And the Pakistani guy. Yeah, you got um, Rena Costello. Um, she was wife. only 27 years old when she got killed. She was probably the oldest of the bunch. Linda Gow, she was 20 years old. Um, Kaz, Carol Kaz Cooper, she was 15 years old. Um, Lucy Partington, she was 21 years old. Um, Teresa Sagenhaller, she was... Right here, uh, 22 years old. Um, another one, 15 years old. That's Shirley Hubbard. Uh, Nita Mott, we didn't hear anything about her. She uh, was only 18 years old. Shirley Ann Robinson, she was 18 years old. And um, Allison Chambers, she was killed right, she was 16, right before her 17th birthday. And then Heather Ann West, um, she was 16. Uh, I thought she was a little bit older. She was the last of the 12 victims that they know about. She was the daughter. Yeah, and Heather Heather probably wasn't sired by Fred, but by Rose's father, um, Bill Letts. And uh, Fred said he didn't mean to kill her. Um, she said she'd been sneering at him, and he had to take that smirk off of her face. Right. But Rosemary told a neighbor that she and Heather had had a hell of a row. That was a, a quote that day. An argument. And some people believe that Rosemary may have killed her, uh, or at least um, started the to kill her. Yeah. But, you know, they... Now, the West, they kill her. And then they say that she was a lesbian and ran off with another woman. Now, later Fred said, later Fred threatened the kids and said they'd end up under the patio like Heather if they misbehaved, which is a, a, a good threat. And, and I, just to tell you a quick story here, I had to take a bunch of kids camping one time, Timmy. Okay. And, uh, you know, you got to watch what you say to little kids mm-hmm. because... These kids was all acting up. And, you know, I got Tanner, Taylor, and Logan there. And uh, this one kid, he just acting a complete fool. And I said, you know, you keep that stuff up, you're going to end up like Bobby. And he's like, and these kids are about 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And he's like, who's Bobby? Who's Bobby? I was like, Bobby? Bobby, the twin's older brother. I took him camping. He kept doing this nonsense. You know what I did? I chained his ass to a tree and let him out here because I was tired of fooling with him. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't let me sleep. Kept making noise all night. Now, you wouldn't end up chained to a tree? Now, you know, I'm just messing with the kids. Right. I didn't have no Bobby. You know, about five years later, one kid said, I was a baseball coach. He said, Coach Colonel, 
for about three years, I really believed you left a boy chained <laughs> to a tree. So you got to be careful with it. Yeah. But, but kids are very impressionable. Yeah. And uh, now the only Heather West um, was really what instigated this whole thing. Um, the whole you know, investigation. Her murder. Yeah. And it was the it was her only no murders committed in 15 years leading up to their arrest. Uh, they. Was the only no murder committed in almost 15 years? Yeah, leading up to their arrest. So, so it was the last one. So there was a 15-year gap between their last murder that they know of and, and I think their that's the arrest. Key that they know of because they, yeah, I mean you know they, they, were, they were killing people left and right. Unless you know Fred could have five got, years. Yeah, Fred could have pulled something. And you know maybe Fred got the erectile dysfunction and just said hell with it. Or got tired. I got tired. Or you know what? Tubbos. Maybe his goat demanded, you know, a monogamous relationship. It I happens. don't know. It happens. Um, now, Fred, Fred's son, Stephen, um, he believed that there was uh, Mary Bastholm. He believed that they killed her, too, um, because Fred, uh, he boasted about it, um, about committing that murder. Um, police never did charge him with it, but it didn't really matter. Fred killed himself. Um, Ann McFall, they always denied killing her, and that was a strange one because Fred confessed to so many of these murders. Um, but, that but, one he, he, but he wouldn't admit to the rape, and this one he denied very vehemently, but she was missing her fingers and toes. So, you know, that yeah. could have been... Maybe Rose did one on him. Rose went rogue on him. I don't know. Yeah, um, Maverick. Yeah, and she... she now, um, Janet Leash, and they keep calling it appropriate adult. I assume that's an, uh, a Scottish or English term for probation officer. Yeah, maybe. I think so. Um, she wrote a book about him. And, you uh, would be an inappropriate adult. Uh, well, I'd say Fred or Rose. Yeah, they'd be inappropriate adults. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, it, but they, she said that they were involved in at least 20 other murders. Um, and... 20 years later, no further bodies have been found. They dug up the property. They didn't find any. And it doesn't look like they would, it would change. You know, Fred didn't seem like the type to. It, it seemed like Fred had his own pattern down his system. You know, you dig up the kitchen, you dig up the patio, you do whatever. Now, mm. I don't know why the neighbors didn't get suspicious that Fred was constantly fixing the patio. Somebody's kitchen. Well, or his kitchen. I yeah. thought he was doing a lot of landscaping or something. Or how do you not notice it just. You know, I haven't seen Charmaine in a year and a half. What well, doesn't? It's well, it had a whole football team of kids. Yeah, and it sounds like the the girls that they hired probably wasn't there long enough for for anyone to know them. Well, they, you know, typically these people prey on people that are, you know, uh, I, I mean, I'm. Yeah. You say she was fat and stupid, but Rose probably interviewed these girls and like, oh, you know, you you had a falling out with your parents. Yeah, yeah it, they were vulnerable. Yeah. They were vulnerable, and when you find uh, when you find predators like that, you know you often find in a case of uh, I don't know, let's just say Boy Scout leaders or priests or whatever. There we go. They, they no, I'm just saying they tend to pick their victims based upon the, the kids who have nobody to tell their story to. Mm-hmm. You know, if they if. Sure. If a boy has a very close relationship with his mother and his father, that's not somebody a predator is going to want to fool with. Right. Um, but if a kid's alone, 
you know, or has a dysfunctional relationship with their family. They're um, easy he, prey. They're very easy prey. They 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 want somebody to trust. They want somebody to you know. And I think that's probably what a lot of these nannies were. They probably had plenty of nannies that they hired. Maybe um, they were just runaways then, or well, not runaways, well, but just plenty of nannies. They would not hire. Had well, no families, maybe. They didn't hire the, or they just didn't hire the nannies that have families. Mm-hmm. You know, these were all people that could go missing, and nobody would particularly mm-hmm. care. And that's that's you know they 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 were they were they were ignorant. They were. The, they were vile. They were, but they were clever. They were mm. clever people. Except yeah, you know, to, it, to go that long without you know uh, getting caught, so it's amazing. I mean, you know that they had, was, you know, twenty years there where they committed all these crimes, and like you said, neighbors, no one, no one um, suspected them of any no. foul play. No, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. When we do the next England, anything we do about England the next time, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to call Beverly in, and I'm not Beverly. You're gonna have to let me know what the time difference is. Six hours. Six hours. Yeah, there's six hours ahead um, of us. She is. Uh, she's really much smarter than all of us. Well, so she could not probably a whole lot. Well, the ball's not real high, there, but she could probably fill in some of the gaps. Oh, and, she's very. I'm sure she's. And very as excited. I told her, an English accent would make us sound so much smarter. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, people just—you could be dumb as a damn rock. It, it, even even like the garbage men there speak with an English accent. And I forget who the box is. I've, I've always believed this: English people—they got the—they sound smart. They sound smart all the time. But then you see these big English boxes, and they break out in this English accent, and you think, or at least me personally, I don't believe anybody with an English accent could kick my ass. Yeah. I just don't think it's possible. You know who sounds foolish? Are people with fake Southern accents. Yes, they do. They sound Oh, foolish, they ain't nothing worse than that. And, and, and think that, they, that no one can be, kick their ass. Yeah. Like Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis. And he's the one that comes to mind, and I think, he couldn't beat me up. He, he talked. He, he talking like I think he can. Proper English. He, he, he can't He's talking like a fancy pants. I just slap him around <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Big fancy boy. But um, I so, think he would kill you. Well, no, it's quite possible that he would, but it just does not appear that you know. It, 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 your brain won't re- let you register that. Yeah. Well, anyway, Brandy is signaling that it's time that we wrap this up. So. Well, um, we want to thank Beverly because it's two o'clock. Well, yeah, I know it's it is you know way past her time to stay here on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, we would think, like to thank Beverly though for the suggestion, and it, it was quite gruesome, which um, our listeners tend to love. So thank you, Beverly. I think this is probably the sickest one we've done so far. I'd say you know what this is worse than Ed Gein mm-hmm. because or, or the, Albert Fish. Or Albert, Albert Fish was bad because I know it, it's hard. Now you laughed your crazy ass off over the what plate in his head, but it's hard to find anything funny when you got young girls getting raped. And killed. Well, right, right, you know, right. It's not. It's not. It's hard. That's right. It's hard. It's hard to. Um, you, you, we have to pick our. We have to make fun of the uh, serial killer in cases like this. Cause well, that's why it's really sad. For yeah, the, the Brandy thing. did her share in making fun of Miss Rose. Yeah. Um, and I mean, these and all these serial killers—they all have screwed up childhoods. I mean, everyone we've done so far, there was some really demented shit going on. So parents can really screw up their kids. 
Well, I think that's the lesson is that you uh, you can you can do that very easily. And, and if you're well, not a good but, parent, but we may be doing a podcast about your child. Here's what I don't understand. I don't, for the life of me, I don't understand it because I hear you talking about them. The devil, her parents, nice could be. Yeah, that's, and that's and Dottie, Kate, look, look at Casey. Look at Casey. Casey. Casey's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful fine young, young gentleman. Man. I mean, wonderful man. How did the devil get like this? See that that is the strange part. Is your was you now are you half Pakistani? Do you consider <laughs> do you consider my surroundings at this current moment as to why I would be this way? I'm You're just talking saying. about your current environment? I'm my current environment. <laughs> it is a loving and warm and could make care- it. Could this make is an accept this is a place of trust and acceptance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well trust and accept the fact that You're talking to the <laughs> Oh, he, you are talking to the director of the Dead Penis Society. Yes. I, well, I and I and I will recognize him as such every chance I get. People the, trust me. He is the face of premature ejaculation. People trust me in, <laughs> with the care. You should go. You should do a junket with Bob Dole. A, a junk junket. A junk junket. Yes. Yeah. A business. deal. A deal breaker. A where business, can, where can people junket. find us, Brandy? A deal. That's what it was. Isn't that what is it? A deal. A deal. A deal junket. A deal junket. A junk deal junk junket. A junket deal. A junket deal. (laughs) Brandy, where can people find us? On Facebook. Yeah. And someday maybe on Twitter, but not right now. Yes, they can. Are we we on Twitter now? We have a Twitter account. It's History Dweebs 1. Because some bastards already got history now, dweebs. Now, listen here, you rap fuckers hey, who took history do you know dweebs. How to, hey, do you know how to update the Twitter account? Yeah, kind of. Okay. So Facebook is <laughs> not a whole lot there right now. Facebook the best the, place. We're Facebook. On, yeah, we're on Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Libsyn. Mm-hmm. Libsync. Libsyn. And the iTunes. The iTunes is very important that they leave us reviews on iTunes. That's how people can find us. That is all And true. I will say that the colonel has had some new headshots taken. So the next three reviews on iTunes will get autographed color 8x10 glossies of the colonel. Of your room. head. Oh, my God. Well, me and Rudy had our headshots taken. And, uh, you know, you, you, guys don't, you guys don't make your living on your looks. Are you? So are you? you really, uh, do you have a GoFundMe page for really the dead penis society? <laughs> you shouldn't make your. You shouldn't make your living on your. Yeah, we're trying there. to. We're trying to raise some things on. So. Raise the roof. Raise the roof. So in anyway. your hands in the air, like I just don't care. <laughs> we'll talk to you again. See you soon, everyone. Thank you. Join us next time on History. Bye. Bye. Good day. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 